Okay, back to Vata, Pitta and Kapha. Of course, we have part three missing. We want to talk a bit more about Kapha in this episode today. But of course, we are going to circle back also to all of these doshas because, yeah, I have to mention all the herbs I forgot to mention in the other episodes. <laughs> so, yeah, we will talk about some herbs for Pitta and Vata also. And yeah, let's just see where it takes us. Let's dig into the weeds. Okay, so Kapha Dosha. Just as a quick reminder, so basics of Ayurveda. I have two more episodes recorded about this, so you can go back and check those out about Pitta and Vata. So Ayurveda um, differentiates our kind of uh, Dosha from birth. So this is um, kind of the main elements that uh, have more... Yeah, um, are more dominant in our body. Yeah, so it's about water, fire, earth, air, and ether. Those are the five elements that uh, Ayurveda mentions in this context. So pitta, for example, is fire and water. So it's hot, it's light, and it's wet. Yeah, vata dosha is air and ether. So you might ask, what is ether? It is kind of the substance that fills the universe yeah so it is even lighter and even uh, more out there floating out there than even air yeah so this is vata dosha which is of course very light cold and dry yeah and kapha would be water and earth so here we have the earth element the first time showing up into in our doshas so this means that the kapha dosha is heavy so it is the substance, earth, heavy, cold, and wet. Yeah, it is earth and water. And uh, Ayurveda differentiates uh, between uh, yeah, two ways of seeing this. So you can say somebody uh, has uh, predominantly a kapha dosha from birth. So this wouldn't change throughout your life. This would be your whole life the same. Of course, as we talked about in the last episode, the seasons of the year and how old are you can have an effect uh, on how much you have to deal with this kapha, how, how much likely you are uh, to have this kapha dosha imbalanced uh, in this time of the day, of the year or in your life because this changes throughout the season and throughout of our life. Yeah? For example, when we age, we get a bit colder and drier so our vata naturally increases when we age and little babies are naturally more kapha. They are like round and soft and squishy and wet lots of mucus here and uh, our middle years of our life would be more pitta you know where we work and it's uh, there is a lot of heat and stress and action uh, going on so this changes throughout our life a bit this has an influence but of course this doesn't change anything um, of the fact that somebody is predominantly kapha or predominantly vata or pitta from birth yeah so this ayurveda would this call our prakruti yeah our prakruti as opposed to the vikruti vikruti <laughs> so the vikruti uh, is the the momentary imbalance yeah and you could be a vata person so you could be more a vata type and, but in this moment, you have an inflammation going on in one part of the body. So this inflammation is pitta and this is what we treat. Yeah, We do not treat the uh, your natal dosha. We, of course, treat always the imbalance. Yeah, The natal dosha can only tell us what you are maybe most likely to encounter and how you can avoid getting sick in the first place, which, of course, is the best strategy. 
Yeah? So we all can and will have to deal in our life with having a kapha imbalance, yeah? maybe uh, putting on too much weight or having some mucus in our lungs. This would be typical kapha issues that also a pitta can have or a vata uh, type could have. Yeah? Uh, so we all can have all those doshas imbalanced or sometimes we have more than one dosha in imbalance which is of course more tricky to treat yeah what do you do if you have a vata imbalance and pitta at the same time uh, and you are not sure about can you use more cooling herbs or more heating herbs yeah you have to gently step by step find out and do a bit of that and a bit of that so it's more tricky of course yeah so the easiest is to keep us healthy and balanced in the first place and this is uh, how this can help us a bit yeah if you know our basic type it can help us to choose the right foods and the right activities the right lifestyle Ayurveda has an opinion about everything even the time of the day we should eat or wake up or how many meals a day we should have and which exercise routine and meditation and uh, and so forth would be good for us including which herbs to take so we will mention some of these today yeah so kapha dosha um, this means somebody is more heavy, cold and wet. So we can see which types of problems somebody would have. Yeah? People with a predominant kapha dosha, they are more laid back and calm. Yeah? So, so far we talked about vata and pitta who are pretty active, especially vata is movement. Yeah? Vata is the movement, often very erratic movements in all directions or sometimes a lot of movement and then not also very variable. So kapha is the opposite, it's very stable. Yeah, it is very hard to get a kapha uh, type angry, for example. So they would be peaceful and calm. I mean, when they get angry, then <laughs> probably for real, then it also takes them a long time to get out of that state. But normally they are really laid back, calm and peaceful. They would eat more slowly, walk more slowly. They like to sleep long and very deep. So they usually don't have the problems of insomnia like the vata types. And yeah, they walk more slowly, they have more curvy body, more soft tissues. They can tend to, uh, yeah, water retentions maybe in the body. So remember the wetness of kapha dosha. They have more pale skin and they can have blue eyes, but not necessarily. You know, the eye and hair color, of course, uh, yeah, is a bit variable, but typically uh, kapha would be blonde hair and vata darker hair and pitta would be reddish hair but of course this doesn't have to be you know usually in somebody pitta you see these colors of yellow and red which are pitta the fire the heat uh, so you would see some orange or red um, uh, or yellow in the eyes for example green eyes and red freckles and red hair so you know, the green uh, so the green eyes is the yellow mixed into the blue eye no? so there's the yellow in the eye that maybe shows as green of course not as red eyes usually but in this case as green so those are the colors of pitta and kapha would be blue uh, like cool um, watery blue eyes and blonde hair but as i said yeah kapha have also more like thick hair they can have oily hair no? vatas would have more like dry and brittle and more thinner hair and maybe dark hair and dark eyes but it is variable yeah it is we look at the overall person and we just see what is predominant yeah what is kind of factoring all all of those um, characteristics in and then seeing okay what is the predominant dosha here in this person that we have in front of us and um, yeah so 
tougher women, they don't get wrinkles when they get older or not much. Yeah, they have a very hydrated skin, very beautiful skin. Um, like no no wrinkles, no dryness and not the red and the heat and the inflammation and the skin problems of a pitta type uh, that has yeah more this redness and inflammation also visible in the skin often. So they have very beautiful skin, of course, men and women. And they have also a lot of stamina, like kafas can really work hard and long, like they once they start, they don't stop. Yeah? <laughs> so it can take a bit longer to get them started. So maybe they have a bit more problems to get out of bed or they would sleep a bit longer. Uh, so it's a bit harder maybe to get them going. But once they do something, they just keep doing it and they have incredible stamina and strength. So this is a great plus. Yeah, they are not so, you know, the more kind of thinking and intellectual jobs is maybe more uh, typical for Vata and Pitta. But uh, it is actually good for Kapha, you know, it is always uh, good to balance our own dosha. So as a Kapha type, you it would be good for you, you know, to study or to do something with your brain and to use your brain and be active or to get up after maximum eight hours of sleep and not more and get up in the morning and be active first thing in the morning do a little sun salutation or a little routine or whatever you like to do or even just a little walk maybe um, and get up look at the sun get going in the morning and yeah try to avoid the sluggishness and the yeah kind of uh, not starting the day too slow so this would be good for kapha um, yeah so herbs that would be good for kapha yeah, so the tastes in Ayurveda, the qualities of food or herbs would be determined by their taste. Yeah, so we can also in the food taste these qualities of vata, pitta and kapha. Yeah, if something tastes hot, this is of course the fire we can taste, the warmth. Yeah, it's all about temperature, moisture and the weight. Yeah, so we have light and heavy foods, no? like we have crackers that are light and we have like really heavy, dense, more protein rich or fatty foods. And uh, we have uh, the temperature in terms of if the food is spicy and causes warmth in the body and heats up the body or cools down the body. Remember, just uh, imagine the difference between eating a nice watermelon or cucumber on a really hot day. It cools you down, yeah. but maybe you don't feel like eat, drinking this warming chai tea that has a lot of black pepper and cinnamon and cloves in it. Maybe this is not something that you crave on a hot day because it will just maybe feel you, uh, make you feel uh, more hot and make you heat up a bit. Yeah. So this uh, is how Ayurveda looks at diet and herbs and you can easily imagine, of course, if we look for example at kapha again. So any foods or herbs that are pungent, astringent or bitter would balance kapha and would be good. Yeah. So we want to try to avoid anything that increases kapha. So we want to avoid or reduce to reasonable amounts the heavy foods. Yeah? For kapha, uh, they have to watch to not eat too much fat or heavy protein-rich foods. Yeah? They can eat lighter, lighter foods, not cold foods, because kapha is also cold. Yeah? Remember that kapha and vata are cold doshas or colder doshas. So both have the problem that they cannot eat much raw food or they shouldn't, especially in winter. Of course, you can have your salad, you can have your fruits and, and some raw vegetables. I mean, just a kind of predominantly raw diet would not be good for kapha and vata. Pittas can handle a bigger amount 
of raw foods though i already told you my opinion in this uh, case i mean even pittas can have problems with their digestion and can, can have a damaged digestive fire because they may be kind of um, overuse their gift and their their fire so they also have a problem with that so we also find pittas that can actually not digest much raw food but um, a kind of not that unbalanced pitta would be able to digest more raw food. So kaffas also more the warmer foods, more drying foods, heating spices, so they can have the black pepper and the clove and the ginger and turmeric, which is a bit warming and drying. So turmeric is a good example. Yeah, it's a bit warming and a bit drying. So perfect for the more cold and wet kaffa to warm them up and to dry them a bit out because they have this uh, wetness and tending to water retention, for example. Yeah? Or as a body oil, you know, this practice of Abhyanga, of the full body oil massage in Ayurveda, which is really beneficial. I mean, it is just those little things. Now in Ayurveda, it's like you get up, you have this whole routine, starting with the tongue scraping and cleaning all your openings, cleaning your ears and your eyes and everything in your nose and um, doing all these routines. So each of these can make a difference yeah so uh, in you know i mean one of these might not make much a difference but the sum of many of these things together might actually make a great difference in your well-being yeah so one of these practices that i see does make a difference yeah in my life and also my clients who i recommend this to is the full body abhyanga oil massage and there ayurveda has a specific oil for each of the doshas Uh, you guessed it, yeah. For example, for kapha, this would be mustard oil because mustard is, of course, a bit warming. So I would try this out carefully. I don't know. I can imagine mustard oil uh, can be, uh, yeah, really a bit hot on the skin and heating. I mean, yeah, maybe the oil is milder than, you know, if you would make a poultice of mustard seed, it could be really, really hot. So you would have to be careful. I think the oil is a bit milder. You can, of course, dilute this. So maybe start with a lower dilution if you feel it's uh, too intense and get used to it. You can always use almond oil or olive oil as a base. But for kapha dosha, the recommendation would be mustard seed oil to warm up, to help get the lymph and everything moving in the body. No? So kapha we want to work against the stagnation and the sluggishness yeah we want to warm them up and get them moving get the circulation going yeah for pitta we want to cool them down so in this case we would use coconut oil which is a bit cooling but you could think of other maybe slightly cooling herbs yeah if we go into the herbal infused oils which ayurveda is absolutely famous for i mean these are really Uh, incredible oils that are infused or with one oil like you can buy uh, brahmi oil like a good cola infused oils in Tela Asiatica or you could get a mixture where many different oils are infused into an oil so those are incredible preparations really powerful they are made in a, in a very traditional simple process it's really made by hand practically like in big uh, vessels that are on the fire like first they boil the herbs in water and then Uh, yeah, the herbs in water, then they add the oil and boil the water off. Like it's an extraction process that is very low tech, but of course high concept. Uh, it is really an ancient art and nobody does this so amazingly well like Ayurveda in Ayurvedic tradition because they have all these uh, hundreds or thousands of years of experience with this to extract the oils optimally, the herbs into the oil. 
So you can, of course, yeah, get a cooling herb infused into oil for pitta, something like I mentioned centella asiatica or maybe neem oil a bit diluted or something. But okay, this would be not an infused oil. Now I'm mixing up things a little bit. But yeah, just find anti-inflammatory oils for pitta, cooling, soothing, and slightly warming oils for kapha. And then also for uh, for butter, it would be the typical would be sesame oil, which is slightly warming. Yeah, it's not as heating as mustard oil, but the mustard oil would be too strong for a vata type, uh, and um, too drying also. Yeah, because you know, remember, kapha is more wet, and vata is of course dry. So for vata, we are looking for a warming quality, but without the drying effect. Yeah, so sesame oil has the right balance for vata. Okay, let me just quickly mention my coffee donation site. I will post the link here in the description of the podcast. If you feel like giving a small or maybe monthly recurring donation to support this podcast, I was just so happy. I have this well-working new microphone and now it's broken. <laughs> I borrowed a microphone now, so I hope the sound is still as good as you're used to. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not excellent, so I'm saving for a good microphone. If you want to support this goal on my coffee page and give me a little donation to keep this podcast going with great audio quality, then I would be very thankful to you. And I'm also creating weekly little videos for you through this coffee uh, site if you join the monthly membership you get those little herbal inspiration videos that I'm making every week I show you which teas I'm drinking and which I'm drinking and which plants I'm looking at outside here and other little herbal topics and of course you can ask me also questions and I can do more personalized topics of your interest through the coffee site so check out the link in the description of this episode thank you so much so you don't get any sponsor messages here on this podcast because I don't have any. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by my own hard work as an herbalist. So if you feel like you want to have a health consultation with me, check out my website herbalhelp.net. I have three different packages. Uh, like the basic one is two consultations, one main consultation and then one follow-up included if you want to discuss your health problem personally with me and get recommendations and education about the best herbs for you to take then of course you're welcome to check this out or to recommend this service to somebody you like a family member or friend and this would also be greatly appreciated thank you very much so it's herbalhelp.net is my website also to send me a message through the contact form on my website or directly to my email tamara at herbalhelp.net Give me feedback about the show or tell me what you are want to learn about, what topics are you interested in, what are you doing at the moment in regards to herbalism. Any feedback to the show would be greatly appreciated. Okay, so back to kapha dosha and the herbs. So typical kapha issues yeah, is, for example, anything that is um, mucus related yeah so this would be the wetness and cold uh, sticky mucus that gets stuck in the lungs like kind of this slow ongoing chest issues or sinus congestion would be a typical kapha issue also anything you know where kind of a too much uh, some substance is accumulated in an organ yeah this could be from a benign tumor or um, 
uh, yeah, of course, overweight or uh, arteriosclerosis, um, you know, the buildup of plaque and sticky, gooey stuff in the body that we want to have out of the body. Yeah. So with um, kafam types, uh, there might be some work to do to gently detox certain tissues in the body to remove things from the body. So these types can actually handle a little detox. Yeah. I have an episode here if you go a bit back to the backlog of episodes um, about detoxes and I'm usually warning a bit and having a lot of you know I see people doing detoxes that are wrong for their type yeah if I see a vata type doing like a very harsh detox of not eating for uh, days or only cold raw fruits which would be uh, not good for their constitution then I usually warn about the wrong detoxes and kapha of course they also should choose the right practitioner to help them with a mild and um, a detox that suits their situation but they actually can reduce a little bit yeah they could uh, yeah have a day a week where they only eat vegetables for example and totally cut down on the carbs on the heavy foods on the protein on the fat yeah so a vegetable day a week would be a good way yeah also maybe reducing the frequency of meals yeah definitely not snacking yeah ayurveda also has very strict rules about when should we eat, which is for all the doshas, a regular meal times, yeah, so every day at the same time, and which for kapha dosha, two meals would be enough. So kaphas are actually the types that could really do the intermittent fasting, yeah, which is uh, yeah, a trend at the moment. And of course, I see that more other people are kind of attracted to intermittent fasting sometimes, and then I have to tell them, mm, sorry, maybe not the best diet for you of course feel into your body and sure no? I mean yeah uh, <laughs> it depends but um, yeah it is it is a bit critical yeah usually of course as a vata type maybe you're not so interested in all this eating and it's all too much and yeah sure why not two meals uh, but it is vata types three full meals and two snacks they even sometimes need a snack before bedtime and pitta, three normal meals, no snacking. And kapha, it would be two meals a day. Yeah, so you could just have a brunch, so to say, and a dinner, and this would be fine. Yeah, this would be enough. So more on the not too much side. Yeah, this is a general. And of course, this is the most difficult for uh, kapha types, which are very attracted to carbs and fatty foods. No? So it can be hard, I know. And also kapha types, you know, they have all this stamina, they are not uh, easily brought out of their balance, so they might not realize their health problems uh, early on. They really only go to the doctor or ask for help if it's already pre-advanced their health situation, and even then sometimes they don't realize that it is time to do something. And it's funny because uh, Ayurveda even gives you a guidance as a health practitioner, which my teacher KP Kalsa, from whom I learned all this, uh, uh, told me that, um, you know, if you have, well, how was it? It was like, if you have a Vata type uh, client, then treat them like a flower. Yeah, you have to be very delicate and gentle with them, very careful, very step by step, very slowly. Yeah, they can take too many herbs too much quantity of herbs in the beginning so helping them to work their way slowly into the protocol and being also very gentle with them. Pitta types 
um, treat them like a lover, I think was the expression, uh, how Ayurveda would frame this, which means, you know, Pittas want a good relationship, some passion, something exciting to do, and they're usually very motivated. So for Pittas, that's it's no problem to get them onto a protocol. They are super excited. Of course, they have a goal and do it. Yeah, for them, it has to be interesting. Yeah, this is the thing. And Kapha types um, treat them like the enemy but okay you know this is just the wording of Ayurveda don't take this too literally of course yeah but sometimes you have to really shake them up yeah so the Kapha clients uh, it's like you know um, we have a consultation or several consultations and yeah you know they're still not really taking all the herbs or they stopped some of their herbs or they are not motivated to really keep doing it or they're downplaying how serious the situation is this is very common because they feel great you know they have incredible stamina and of course you don't have symptoms early on if you have the plaque building up in your arteries and your liver gradually getting uh, worse or uh, all those common health issues like uh, heart problems they can then suddenly turn really really bad yeah so a kapha type can be almost on the brink of um, yeah of even dying let's say within a couple of months and they still feel great and think it's nothing you know and they still don't have to act and they still don't have to do everything so yeah to a kappa type you could actually say hey uh, you don't realize but this situation is serious you know you have to really do something now you have to really get going yeah this is what Ayurveda means by by this statement you know we have to sometimes kick them a bit in the behind and get them out of the lethargy and um yeah, get them going, get them really motivated, helping them to see the situation that they're in and that they really have to get going into something. Yeah, so this is basically what Ayurveda means by this. So, for example, what would we do to help uh, a congested mucousy situation, like really this cold stuck mucus in the lungs? We have to warm it up to make it more liquidy. Yeah, we have to liquefy it by warming it up and then expectorating it. So we have to get the circulation going, get the elimination in the body going. Yeah, kaffas um, normally they have a pretty robust digestion, but of course, you know, modern diet it's a problem. Yeah, so almost every everybody all the doshas are equally almost affected by digestive problems i mean vata types no vata times are definitely more affected with digestive stuff but i i find myself really giving a, a solid digestive protocol <laughs> that's how i call it uh, to almost all of my clients you know we have to almost always increase the fiber and help with some digestive herbs like uh, you know pepper and fennel and so with kaffa we can take the bit more pungent herbs the bit more warming and spicy herbs so they can have a lot of black pepper which is also drying and warming so perfect for kapha it's one of the main herbs for kapha actually they ayurveda has this recommendation to take a teaspoon of honey in the morning to mix the black pepper into the honey and then to have it in that form in the morning to get everything going and get the circulation going and warm up the body so we can use ginger, we can make a tea with cloves and black pepper and cinnamon and cardamom and all these warming herbs that would be really good for kapha to warm things up and that, that this would get the, the cold mucus in the lungs a bit more liquidy and yeah ready to be expectorated and ready to dissolve this situation yeah we can also use astringent herbs for example we have turmeric which is very astringent uh, this means it tightens the tissues yeah so um, yeah, for example, in situations uh, 
yeah, where there is um, wetness or fluid retention, yeah, you could tighten the tissues to help this, um, yeah, this situation. So turmeric is also slightly warming and astringent, good for kapha. Um, or something like ginseng or other adaptogens that are a bit warming and stimulating could be good for kapha. I mean, this could also be not that, you know, eleuthero is not an Ayurvedic herb, so Ayurveda doesn't have any opinion about it. But I could imagine, you know, something more stimulating if you don't use the ginseng, then it could be American ginseng, of course, um, anyway. Or eleuthero, sometimes called Siberian ginseng, these more stimulating adaptogens that are maybe slightly uh, warming. And yeah, just staying away from cooling things. And we have talked about Trifala, this formula that contains of three different fruits. Yeah, that's why it's called Trifala. So it contains Amla, Bibitaki and Haritaki. So Bibitaki is the herb for Kapha. This formula is perfectly balanced in the Doshic sense. So you can give it to all types. Yeah, but Bibitaki is the herb that is for Kapha. Yeah, so um, what you would do normally in, in Ayurveda, in India, they would take Trifala, but mix the ratio, uh, adjust the ratio, depending on the person and on the health condition they have in front of them. Yeah, So uh, if you have somebody more on the Kapha side, you could increase the ratio of Bibitaki in the traditional Trifala formula. Yeah, So normally it's just three equal parts of Amla, Bibitaki and Haritaki. But you can increase the Bibitaki for Kapha, you can increase the Haritaki for Vata, and you could increase the amla for pitta in this formula and then it would be really a perfect formula that you can give to anybody and it helps regulate the digestion it helps uh, with mild very mild and gentle detox it's uh, anti-inflammatory full of antioxidants good for the eyes the skin the liver so it has many many benefits and also yeah especially for digestion i use it a lot yeah i just use it in the quantity i need uh, usually a teaspoon or two or easily more yeah, to adjust the bowel movements and bowel frequency. For example, it's a mild laxative that is not habit-forming, so you can take it also for a long time. It's meant to be long-term. Long yeah? So this is an herb, Trifala. You take it every day, you can take it for life. Yeah, <laughs> Then you would get the biggest benefits of this herb and have your eyesight protected uh, when you're aging and all this. So many, many, many benefits from taking Trifala regularly. So it can be given to children, to the elderly. I think I said that already in another episode, but it's really worth repeating because, yeah, Trifala is an, is an herb combination that I use a lot myself and with my clients. It's really wonderful. So yeah, this would be some good herbs for Kapha. So let's look again at Pitta. I don't know how many herbs I mentioned in the Pitta episode. I for sure uh, forgot some of the nice herbs for Pitta. So just... Uh, to go back to the qualities. Yeah, pitta is the water and fire element that would be predominant in the body. So pitta is light, hot and wet. So we need sweet, bitter and stringent herbs or foods to control pitta to help with the imbalance. And also cooling herbs, of course, are good. Anything anti-inflammatory. Yeah? So amla I already mentioned, which is part of the Trifala formula. Uh, to cola is a bit cooling and has many benefits uh, for pitta but also for other dosha. Cucumber juuling neem oil is yeah, one of the classic pitta remedies. Yeah, it's so anti-inflammatory and cooling. It's really nice for pitta. The coconut oil I mentioned uh, for the daily Abhyanga full body oil massage. And then we have Shatavari. So Shatavari um, is slightly cooling. 
not not like super 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 cooling yeah so you can easily give shatavadi and i do this many times you know i have given shatavadi two vata types and kapha types also yeah it depends how you combine it and how you use it in the overall herb combination that you give somebody you know so it's not like you know um Shatavari is going to cool down vata types too much you know they do other things that dry them out and cool them out too much so it's not going to be the shatavari uh, that is going to make too much of a difference yeah it is just slightly cooling yeah and um, yeah like ashwagandha is slightly heating and is a good herb for vata but it's also not like that it's a super hot herb and would be would push somebody too much into the hot direction uh, if you're already hot yeah so the ashwagandha um yeah can be given also uh, yeah so it is a bit drying and warming sorry maybe i mixed something up now <laughs> shatavari is a bit cooling and moistening yeah and ashwagandha a bit drying and warming yeah so it would not dry out the vata people too much yeah for example or uh, it would not overheat somebody with pitta it can be it some would say yeah it's too heavy yeah the quality is also this heavy and nourishing of ashwagandha so be careful with kapha yeah with kapha types but i would also say in this case or this is exactly the the words of my teacher kp kalsa that uh, the burger and fries that somebody just ate are probably uh, heavier and more sending somebody too much into the kapha direction causing a kapha imbalance than the two tablespoons of ashwagandha that somebody just took yeah so you have to always see this in the context yeah so it's not like ah we can't use a certain herb just because ashwagandha is traditionally a vata herb or whatever we can't use it for kapha types or pitta types uh, or whatever yeah it is just if we understand the nature of the herb and how they work together we consider in which dose we are giving or taking this herb to somebody Uh, so this is more the overall picture yeah it's really like imagine you know if you eat a burger and fries for lunch then this is definitely heavier and causing you more kapha imbalance than the ashwagandha powder that has a bit a heavy quality heavy and nourishing quality to it yes of course it has that yeah uh, which in the kapha situation um is not necessary but it's also not as harmful as other foods that might be eaten during the day yeah of course you also shouldn't eat the burger and the fries no? so this is the problem yeah so yeah uh pitta yeah we had we mentioned the neem and the celery juice cucumber juice so cooling herbs coconut oil shatavari which is slightly cooling can be beneficial aloe vera juice very anti-inflammatory very soothing and cooling for pitta for example also rose for example rose petals So in Ayurveda they often use the uh, rose lassi which is like a drink made of yogurt and rose petals for example and sometimes cardamom or other spices are added. Um peppermint is kind of yeah half warming half cooling. Sometimes uh, some people find it a bit more on the cooling side, others find it a bit more on the warming side. You have to see Spearmint is definitely a bit more cooling than peppermint, so maybe peppermint is a bit more warming one. If you want to give it to pitta, maybe choose the more cooling spearmint. And um, yeah, peppermint you could give to kapha also because it's slightly warming, for example. And then back to vata. So vata is light, cold, and dry. The air and ether elements. So you we want to ground the the vata and warm them up. Uh, so they should avoid light and dry foods 
and yeah, not feel too attracted like to crackers and stuff which cause constipation for butter types. Uh, so we want moist and wet foods like soups and liquidy foods, soups and stews, for example, definitely cooked foods and more warm foods we can add some warming spices so vata types they all need to take their carminatives with each with each meal yeah so there i have to really insist yeah i think it's good for everybody so you all can everybody who's listening can actually take some fennel seeds or make a fennel tea or anise cumin all those slightly warming digestive herbs or add a little mint and chamomile it's also Good for digestion anything that is so slightly bitter or has these essential oils like the fennel seeds that have this carminative action which means that they dispel gas and yeah they just help the digestion mildly warming digestive aids we could call them yeah so having your fennel tea or your chai tea with those warming digestive spices with each food is a great idea but vatas really have to do that yeah so this has become a habit like make a little little jar or something that has that fits into your purse and take it with you yeah this is really something you would want to take with every snack and everything that you're eating to avoid the gas to help the digestive fire help you digest properly your foods and you know, just have more enzymes and digestive juices to do the job to avoid the gas to avoid the stagnation and the dryness that happens in vata digestion often so they really yeah i think this is and this calms down the nerves you know vatas are also prone to insomnia and anxiety and overthinking and having racing thoughts and being kind of uh, all over and unable to to focus so this calms down the mind yeah if we work on the digestion in a vata situation this will calm down the anxiety and can help with the insomnia and everything yeah so this is not just something that happens in the digestive tract yeah i mean the digestion our digestion influences everything and is at the root cause of many of our health problems yeah it's really an important thing to address early on and to avoid those imbalances so we can of course give vata those hot herbs like ginger i mean usually they do not want those really really hot herbs like the chili uh, because those are sometimes also drying yeah so you can give a high amount of like really hot stuff to vatas because they feel the drying effect a lot yeah so black pepper is warming but also drying so mm, yeah the hot is good for the vata but the drying not so much yeah so we have to go a bit easy and combine them maybe with uh, some moistening herbs I always add some linden flowers, tilia, maybe to a tea combination for butter types or marshmallow root would be nice, shatavari is a bit moistening. So just uh, yeah, have a look that you can balance this a bit out uh, or take warming herbs that are not so drying. Yeah, I, I feel that ginger is not so drying actually, I could be wrong. But ginger for me, yeah, that is not so drying as black pepper. I mean, it depends on the dose. No? So. But definitely fennel, cinnamon. Cinnamon is definitely warming and a bit moistening. Yeah, it has this nice demulcent quality to it. So ginger would be good. Uh, cinnamon, yeah, ginger also. Ginger and cinnamon. Uh, cinnamon would be really good for this moistening and warming quality, for example, in a chai combination. So, you know, if you think of the ideal chai combination, yeah, for each of these types uh, or comparing kaffa and vata in this case, yeah, for the kaffa, definitely more of the black pepper and make it really strong and pungent and the clove and everything. And for the vata, yeah, maybe a bit more cinnamon and uh, the ginger and warm, but not too dry. Yeah, this would be the ideal chai combination for vata. Right? 
tea combination for butter. Also turmeric could be used, it is warming, but it's also a bit drying, so yeah. Um, turmeric is, it, it appears on all the lists, you know, you can give it to a pitta for the inflammation, you can give it to kapha types uh, for, to help with the circulation and the warming up and everything of the body. You can give it also to a butter for the warming qualities. Yeah, it depends. So you would just have to adjust your doses and, and see how it works for, for the person and maybe balance it which with other herbs that yeah that are more demulcent and moistening, for example. Okay, so we have covered Vata, Pitta and Kapha pretty much. If you have questions, please let me know. Tamara at herbalhelp.net is my email. Have a look at my website, book a health consultation if you feel like, or maybe you want to help and donate a bit so I can buy a new microphone on my Kofi page. The link is in the description. It's basically kofi.com slash Tamara Herbalist. So it's ko-fi.com slash um, Tamara Herbalist. And uh, yeah. Thanks for listening and send me your feedback. That would be really nice. I like to hear from you or visit me on Instagram. On Instagram, it's uh, herbal.help. And yeah, those are the ways to get in touch. And thanks everybody for the emails that I already got. It's really nice to hear from you. I think we have such a diverse group and very many of you are herbalists or practitioners. It's, it's really amazing. So uh, yeah, I get all this feedback no, from Ayurvedic pr practitioners who are listening to learn more about Western herbs and the other way around. So um, yeah, so it's really nice to know more about what you like, what topics you want me to talk about. And, yeah what what are you doing in terms of herbalism what are you studying and learning about and uh, yeah so check out the coffee link there's also this little membership option for a really low price and it's really like a monthly support a little donation to keep this podcast going and support it and i make these weekly videos for you with little herbal inspirations if you want to check that out you are very very welcome i post the link and see you next time have a great day ciao Thank you.